0: Hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in for today's show. Now, before we get to started, don't forget to subscribe, like the video, and give us an all share on social media. If you like listening to us on podcast players, there's a link down below in the description where you'll find a host of available players. And finally, if you get some value from the show, if you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can do so by clicking the link down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com. And now that that's all said and done, let's jump into the top 5 stories doing the rounds here in Thailand. Now this week is the final week before the May 14th general election and the Electoral Commission vows the poll will be error free. The Election Commission has promised to prevent errors in the handling of Sunday's polls while accepting criticism over flaws reported in advance voting. The EC Secretary General Soang Boon Mi, who on Monday led media to inspect the sorting of envelopes to be delivered for a vote count on Election Day, said the poll agency will ensure no errors are made when the nation votes. He expects a smooth election as the procedures are less complicated and more staff are deployed. On Election Day, voters will cast ballots at their Respective polling stations, unlike in advance voting, in which sealed ballots are mailed to their constituencies for a vote count. The poll agency came under fire over its organisation of the May 7th advance voting. One mistake involved officials at a voting station putting postal instead of electoral constituency codes on some 100 envelopes of cast ballots. Mr. Sawang gave assurances that no balance cast in the advance voting would be lost despite the mistake. The envelopes that contained wrong electoral constituency code would be checked with the logbook of registered voters, but he noted that checking would be difficult in some cases. If the envelopes have no electoral code, which I think is extremely rare, they will be sent to the EC for checking. In a case like this, checking is complicated, he said. Mr. Soeng dismissed concerns that the mistakes found during the advance voting could lead to a court declaring the general election invalid when asked about such a possibility. Now, the chief executive, Thailand Post, said on Monday that the sorting of ballots from advanced voting in the country and overseas is expected to be completed no later than tomorrow. He said that these ballots will arrive at their respective constituencies on Friday. Mr. Dananant said that almost 70% of ballots cast by Thai voters overseas arrive with the supervised by a committee comprising of the consular department, the EC and Thailand Post. He assured that the sorting centre is monitored around the clock. Staff are not allowed to carry mobile phones during work and they are Search when clocking out. The Putai and Surim Suram Thai parties on Monday slammed the EC for its poor handling of the advance voting, pointing to mistakes made by election officials and overcrowding at some voting stations. Putai Secretary General said many of the mistakes in the advance voting could have been prevented and strongly urged the EC to address the issues to avoid mistakes this Sunday. He criticized the glitch in the online advanced voter registration system saying two voters in Bangkok's Ban Kapi were told that their registration was incomplete and were not allowed to cast ballots. Samtai Sirisakorn, a former EC member, now chief strategist of the Siri-Ruam Thai party, said the party would propose setting up an ad hoc committee to probe the EC's handling of the elections after the House convenes. He said the planned committee would look into the spending of 5.4 billion baht in organisation of the election, the EC's overseas trips in the past four years, flaws in advance voting and its role in stamping out poll fraud. So yes, the election is coming up this week. Now, pretty much what I heard and what I was reading from the early voting that took place on Sunday was that There was a lot of irregularities going on. So in some constituencies, where you go outside, they would have the uh, information of all the various parties. But in some constituencies, it was interesting that the Putai and the Future Forward parties' information was missing. And this seemed to have been done on purpose by some officials in these areas. Now, there was more problems with voting and IDs and things like this. So let's hope they get their act together before Sunday happens. Otherwise, I mean, it throws everything into doubt when the final results come in and again to uh, reiterate that they say that the results of this Sunday's general election will be uh, declared by 11 o'clock on Sunday evening so we be keep an eye out for that and bring you the news as it comes in. Now moving along if you drive here in Thailand diesel prices are set to fall this month The domestic diesel price should decrease by about 0.5 baht a litre to around 32 baht on May 15th in response to falling global prices, said the Oil Fuel Fund Office, that's This marks the 6th in a series of reductions of diesel prices since early February, when the retail price in Thailand was 34.94 baht a litre, according to Wasak Watanasat, director of the OFO. The government spent a huge amount of money from the oil fuel fund to subsidize domestic diesel prices last year, following a surge in global oil prices driven by the impact of the Russia-Ukraine war. As global prices cooled this year, authorities ended subsidies for the retail prices of diesel. Diesel under Platt's reference price decreased from $133 per barrel on average in January to $97.1 per barrel in April. The prices continued to decrease to $86.4 per barrel, said Mr. Wisak. The downward trend of diesel prices has allowed the debt-ridden fund to recover. The fund was $130 billion baht in the red in January as a result of the diesel price subsidy. Subsidy program. The losses gradually decreased to 109 billion baht at the end of March, then 79 billion in as of May 8th, he said. Parts of the losses were at 46 billion baht by a liquefied petroleum gas, that's LPG price subsidy program. The OFO has collected a levy from diesel buyers along with loan requests to relieve the financial burden of the fund. Despite the levy collection, domestic Diesel prices remain low because the five-bat diesel excise tax collection has been waived. The waiver was scheduled to end on May 20th, but the cabinet extended the period until July 20th. The Afield was earlier granted loans worth 50 billion baht to pay money it owed to oil traders. According to Mr. Wasak, the Ofo board is expected to approve another request for a loan of 20 billion baht to deal with the debt. The cabinet set a maximum of 150 billion baht for loans for the energy price subsidy program. According to the AFO, energy policymakers are expected to consider whether to maintain the LPG price at 423 baht per 15 kilogram cylinder scheduled to last until the end of June. The LPG market price is currently 466 baht per cylinder. Now moving along, and a thing that we've covered a lot here in the show, and for obvious reasons, because I believe road safety here in Thailand is something that needs to be highlighted as much as possible. And sometimes, you know, we can go a little bit overboard, but there is good news in Phuket and that is the Phuket motorbike rental shops, are being targeted in road safety drive. Phuket officials have set their sights on inspecting motorbike rental shops as part of the measures to set out to help reduce the number of deaths and injuries in accidents on Phuket roads. The move was revealed at a special meeting at the Phuket Provincial Hall on Monday, May eighth, chaired by the Phuket Vice-Governor Anut Radoan Yadarabam. The meeting was held specifically to discuss the draft guidelines to be implemented for controlling and organizing motorcycles for Renton Phuket area, said an official report of the meeting. Among those present at the meeting were Phuket Land Transport Office Chief Adaka Baukan, along with senior police officials from agencies involved in road safety. A multi-agency task force is to be set up, which will create a database of all vehicle rental operators on the island and draft a list of measures to be enforced, said the report. The task force will coordinate with vehicle rental businesses operators to ensure that they are informed of the special measures to be introduced and will conduct random inspections to ensure that The special measures are enforced, the report noted. The meeting also discussed the provincial policy of 100% helmet use by all people riding motorbikes and set out a plan to get the public to participate in obeying traffic rules and wear 100% helmets, the report added. However, exactly how motorbike rental agents are to enforce the helmet wearing requirement after the customer leaves the shop was not explained. The official report of the meeting by the Phuket Office of the Public Relations Department also noted if Thai people wear helmets near 100%, it will reduce deaths by 6,984 people per year nationwide. If this can be done, controlling and organizing motorcycles for rent in Phuket area more efficiently will produce tangible results, the report concluded. So good, they're discussing it. Bad, they couldn't come up with a single idea at the meeting and come up with ways to get things started now. Because the longer you delay things, the more you talk about it. Well, the more people that are dying on the roads and it's another debt that could have been prevented. And that's how I see it all of this. Too much talk, very little action. Yes, I'm happy they're bringing it up. I'm happy they're talking about it. But I mean, at this meeting, it would have been pretty easy to come up with a couple of things they could do now. And the first thing for me that should be done is that all motorbike rental companies should be legitimate businesses here on the island. They must be registered as a business, pay tax, and, you know, go through the the necessary paperwork to be a business. The second thing that should be done is that all motorbike rental agencies should supply insurance on their motorbikes. That if somebody has an accident, they are covered because of the insurance that was on that bike. But here in Thailand, that's not how it works. And many times, many of these bikes have absolutely no insurance on them and no coverage for the rider. And the third thing that they could have done at this meeting was demand that anybody renting a motorbike here in phuket or in thailand for that matter must have a motorbike license not an international license for a car or a car license from your own country a proper international driving license for a motorbike and if you don't have it you're not getting a bike and to me there are three very simple things that could have been spoken about at this meeting and put into effect Nearly straight away. Yes, you have to draft some laws. But as we know here in Thailand, laws in this country can be drafted very quickly. In Phuket, a governor can sign stuff into law very, very quickly. And it can be done and dusted and be part of the police's SOPs and what they're meant to be doing each and every day. And it would stop the needless carnage on the roads of Phuket. Accidents and death each and every day on the roads here on a very small island all because of a lack of law enforcement a lack of rules and regulations and personally i i think it's a disgrace that each day goes by where nothing is done about it they talk about a hundred percent helmets how can you have a hundred percent helmets when half the people driving don't have helmets and the way when they pass a police officer he does nothing about it he just waves them through Unless you're a foreigner on a motorbike and then you get pulled over and you get ticketed, just to FYI on that. But for me, talk is fine. At least acknowledging the idea that there is a problem, yes. But you don't need to be a genius to know that there is a problem. But coming up with tangible solutions to the whole issue is paramount to all this. Setting up a task force to figure out how you can stop, let's say, tourists who are renting motorbikes having accidents. It's not a rocket science thing. We don't need to go and ask Elon Musk or one of his engineers to come up with a solution here because the solution is straightforward. Make sure people have licenses. Make sure the motorbike rental companies are legit companies and that their bikes, by the way, each and every year have to go in for testing and make sure that the renters, the rental companies are supplying insurance and their vehicles are all insured. And this would have, I think, a significant effect on the accidents and deaths here in the island. Of course I think what would happen as well is you would have a lot of businesses probably going out of business and you would probably have a lot less people on the road. Again is that a good thing or a bad thing? To me it's a good thing but then you need to have alternatives for people. You need to have good public transportation on the island which doesn't exist really at all. You have expensive taxis run by a taxi mafia who demand and extort money for going a couple of kilometers here and there and everywhere but that's an overall, and that's a topic for another day. But anyway, I'd love to know your opinion on it all. What do you think about my ideas? What do you think about Phuket solutions, or lack thereof? I'd love to see your comments down below in that comment section. And moving along, Tash, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, are eyeing one million Chinese visitors in October. The Tourism Authority of Thailand hopes the Chinese market can surge to 1 million arrivals per month in October, as occurred in 2019, thanks to increasing flight capacity and an influx of demand during high season, with e-visa issues resolved by that time. Chuit Sirvakul, Tat Regional Director of Marketing for East Asia, said the agency is confident that Chinese tourist growth is on track to surpass 5 million arrivals this year, generating 446 billion baht. Flight slots between Thailand and China total 6 million available seats from April to October, an average of 600 to 900,000 seats per month. An estimated 840,260 seats are available in October alone. Roughly 10,000 Chinese people are visiting each day, peaking at 18 to 20,000 per day during the Labour Day holiday earlier this month. Now, airports of Thailand plan to increase ground handling services for two existing providers, Thai Airways International and Bangkok Flight Services, which should help facilitate growing demand, said Mr. Chewitt. He said Thailand should expect a huge number of Chinese tourists in the second half, especially family trips between June to August during school holidays, followed by incentive business groups in September. China's National Day, a seven-day holiday in October, should also accelerate travel demand through the end of the year with more chartered flights, said Mr. Chewitt. Now, regarding the limited capacity for visa applications for Chinese tour groups, he said that the Tourism Authority of Thailand will discuss the matter with the Foreign Affairs Ministry next week. The e-visa application system for Chinese tour groups allow 84,000 applications per month. Following negative comments about safety in Thailand circulating on Chinese social media last month, Mr. Chewett said it resulted in a slowdown in secondary Thai tourist cities. The impact is short-term, should not affect overall growth this year, he said. Now, at the end of May, Mr. Chewett said the TAT plans to invite Chinese influencers to Thailand to increase their confidence in tourism safety via a press conference co-hosted by the Royal Thai Police. He said despite promising growth, challenges include a lack of Chinese-speaking staff and financial tech development to cater to Chinese spending behaviour. Of the 8.5 million foreign tourists from January to April, Chinese tourists tallied 843,000. TAT recently launched an ad campaign titled Unboxing Thailand, targeting Chinese millennials, tallying 2 million views since April. And finally, you think we're finished with it, right? You think it was all gone, done and dusted. The World Health Organization have said that basically the world emergency is over. And yet, virus curbs set to return to schools here in Thailand. The Education and Public Health Ministries have been told to ramp up COVID-19 control measures in school due to concerns over a potential spike in infections when students begin returning to class later this month. Tressani Tarasana Kool, Deputy Government Spokesman, said Prime Minister Prayat Chanacha has asked the ministries to start preparing for the start of the new school semester next week. COVID-19 cases have been on the rise since the Songkran Festival last month and the number looks set to increase as Thailand is about to enter the rainy season, which is also known as the start of the flu season, she said, noting cases have been increasing because pandemic controls have been lifted. To prevent cases from spiraling out of control, General Priot asked the education and public health ministries to bring back preventative measures at schools and other educational institutions. On Friday, the World Health Organization announced that COVID-19 is no longer considered a public health emergency of international concern, effectively ending the three-year pandemic. While the disease is no longer considered a major danger to public health, all members of the public are still advised to get a COVID-19 booster shot annually, especially those who are considered vulnerable to catching the disease, said government spokesman Anuka Borapacharisi. As COVID-19 has yet to be classified as a seasonal infectious disease, the public must remain cautious and follow preventative measures to prevent another uptick. According to the Public Relations Department, there were 1,699 new infections between April 30th and Sunday, an average of 242 per day and 10 deaths. Since January 1st, 10,081 COVID-19 cases have been reported along with 298 deaths. Now the chief of the Department of Disease Control on Monday called on the public to get both a COVID-19 booster shot at the same time as an influenza shot as the rainy season is arriving. The jabs are free at public hospitals. So as usual, the Thai government are unable to let it go. I believe that you have to mask up again going back to school. Kids going back to school have to put back on masks here in Thailand when they do go back next week. Again, an inability to let go and to move on. And you can see it throughout Thailand when you're out and about. Still a lot of people wear masks, a lot of Thai people. Not so much foreigners. uh, We've kind of given it up. And I think most countries have. But I do think a lot of these Southeast Asian countries are still kind of donning those masks and It would be great if they let go and moved on because at the end of the day, we have learned an awful lot over the last couple of years. And we do know that some of these masks that are being worn actually offer no protection at all. But nevertheless, that is it for today. And that is it for today. Delighted you were able to tune in. And uh, thanks once again. Have a great day and stay safe.